Today, I wanted to talk about the importance of, under, of really having a good connection with our teens, the importance of adolescence. And this is really why I am so avid and so focused on this age group. So I want to start a little bit with, with a story of my own experience. So to set it up, my mom and I get along wonderfully now. Really great. However, when I was a teenager, not so much. Um, I, I had a big mouth on me, I will tell you. And I remember this one time I was probably speaking out a little bit more than um, usual. And my mom had just had enough of it. And she had tried pretty much everything at that point and was just so fed up and resorted to threatening to wash my mouth out with soap. I don't know if anyone of you have ever tried this, but this was the first time she had tried it. And she dragged me to our little bathroom downstairs, the little guest bath downstairs, and was just really angry. And we were locking eyes. I was really angry and you know, annoyed with what she was doing. And we were just not, not in a good place. And I remember the look of sheer horror on her face when she realized that the only soap we had was soft soap. But as you know, when you get in that situation as a parent, you can't back down. She was, she was in it. And we were already locking and like battling of the wills at this point. So she proceeded to pump the soap into her hand. We locked eyes and with slight hesitation, she shoved her hand into my mouth. Whew. Yep, I did. I bit my mother hard. At the time, it seemed like the right thing to do. Technically, I think I'm still grounded for that incident. But the point is parents find, parents like us, find ourselves in situations like this with our teens all the time, between a rock and a hard place. And we can't back down, but we're not exactly sure how we got there in the first place and how to get out of it. And so, I think the interesting thing about that though, is my mom will tell you at that point that I, I was pretty much a disrespectful brat. I'm sure she was right. But I will tell you, I remember feeling really misunderstood and a bit unlovable. Like I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Um, and I didn't know how to be heard. And I talked to parents and teens all the time, great parents, great teens, that feel the exact same way we did. They want the same thing. That's the crazy thing. They both want a relationship with each other. They just don't know how to have it. And so this is where I come in. And this is what I wanna teach because I think it's really important for us as parents to realize that parenting teens is a whole new ball game. I know a lot of parents with teenagers think I should have this figured out by now. They're a little bit hesitant to admit they're having any problems. They feel like they're the only ones having problems. They don't know where to turn or if there's help. And the thing to understand is that parenting teens is like starting all over. It, it truly is. 
It is completely different than what we've been doing before. All the ways and tools we've been using before to parent, not only do they not work, most of the time they backfire. And I'm sure you've experienced this. And so thinking about it, at this point, teens are learning very different skills. When they're little, we're teaching them to talk and to walk and to eat and to do like the basics. Now our kids have all that down. Now they're learning problem solving, critical thinking, emotion regulation, negotiation. They're developing their own self-identity separate from us. They're developing their sense of self-worth. They're developing their mindset, their belief systems. These are big things. And here's what I want to make really clear is that during adolescence, our brain is actually going through an enormous growth spurt. Our brain is more malleable than it has ever been and will ever be again. This is called heightened neuroplasty. And what that means is when we're, when we're infants, our brains grow tremendously in size. When we're teens, our brains grow tremendously in density. We're creating these neural pathways, these neural connections by learning. This is called blossoming. And the more we learn and the more we strengthen those connections, the denser our brain gets and the stronger those connections get. And the connections, what we don't do, those connections start to weaken and eventually they get pruned. And by the time we reach about mid-20s, late-20s, our brain is done with this big spurt of growth. And although we can continue to learn more and develop more connections, it will never be as vibrant as it was when we're teens. So what does that mean to us as parents? During adolescence is the time that they are developing their lifetime habits, their lifetime belief systems about themselves, about the world, their just understanding and skills and talents. But this is the time that they're really building these connections that are gonna last a lifetime. So if we're helping them develop good habits, and I don't just mean being able to play ball or piano or getting good grades. I mean good habits in terms of how they interact with the world, their social skills, their emotion reg emotional regulation, their ability to problem solve, their ability to um, regulate their emotions and to understand the world around them and their self-worth. If we help them develop those, they're going to benefit from that for the rest of their lives. If they don't develop these strongly, they're going to spend the rest of their lives compensating for that. So I don't know about how many of you feel this, but a lot of us struggle with self-worth, our self-esteem, our belief in ourselves, we our mindset. And I don't blame our parents for that at all because we didn't know a lot then. In the past 30 or so years, the amount of information that we now understand about how the brain works and the teen brain works has grown tremendously. So the skills that we have now and the information we have now to educate ourselves and to improve how we parent, we have that now. 
So we don't have to wing it anymore. We don't. We actually have the information we need to parent more effectively and to help our kids succeed. Hi, this is Dr. Cam. If you like the show so far, you'll love my free guide, Five Parenting Secrets to Calm the Chaos Today. You can download it at www.askdrcam.com. Now back to our show. Lawrence Steinberg is a predominant psychologist at Temple University. And one of the things he says is, by understanding the adolescent mind, how it works, this now can compel us to take advantage of this unique period of time to help our teens. Now that we know how important this time is, and the reason I really want to emphasize this is because I see this so many times is that parents get really, really frustrated with their teens. They get hurt. I mean, teens shut us out. Teens don't want to spend time with us anymore. They're embarrassed by us. They, they talk back to us and we don't understand what happened. One day they are lovely and hugging and want to be hanging out with us. And the next day they're behind a slammed shut door and want nothing to do with us. And every interaction we have with them seems to turn into like these arguments and fights and frustration. And we just want to go home and cry because we want to have a good relationship with them. We just don't know how to reach them. And it feels like they don't want to have a relationship with us. And the crazy thing is they do. They do. I have talked to a lot of teens. And I've done a lot of research with teens and I have my own team and I know without a doubt, they desire a relationship with you. They really, really want it. They want to make you happy. They want you to be proud of them. But a lot of times they just don't know those communication skills. They don't know how to reach you and the ways that they try don't always work. They don't know a better way and then they get frustrated they feel like whatever they're doing is failing we get in these kind of roles of being critical and trying to fix know, the good like we want them to become better people that's that's our motivation but it comes across to them as we don't think they can do anything right they feel like they're they're just failing and so they give up they get mad they fight back because they're angry and they're hurt and they're frustrated just like we are. And it's up to us as the parents to change that. We'll talk a little bit about brain development in another in another one of these series, but the whole point is they don't have the skills yet to regulate those emotions. And they haven't had the experience or even been taught a lot of these skills. We're assuming they just somehow learned. We've got to teach them. We've got to model it to them. I love a great example of this, is of how this work. And I just heard this other the other day on the podcast was Denise Herzog or Herzing. Sorry, Denise Herzing. She is a marine mammologist. I believe I said that right. And she works with dolphins. And I loved hearing her, hearing her story. So she has spent hundreds of thousands of hours hanging out with dolphins. Which personally sounds really cool to me. She is 
underwater with them. They have worked with the same pod of dolphins for years and years. So these dolphins know them very well. And they started noticing that the dolphins started mimicking the sounds they were making. They started mimicking their body positions. I mean, how cool is that? They started just realizing these dolphins are learning from us. They're watching us. And they used that information to start teaching dolphins how to communicate with them. The first thing they did was they just had buttons and they said, okay, each of these buttons with, I think it was a sound, identified a different one of their favorite toys. And so they learned to push these buttons to say, I want this toy. And they started building it from there. And now they're trying to use what they've learned based on the dolphins using our language to understand their language. And I love this because it is the exact same thing we need to do with our teenagers. Our teenagers are speaking a different language than we are. We need to help them learn to communicate with us. And the best way to do that is to start modeling what we want them to do, the behaviors we want them to have, so that they can start learning from us the behaviors that we want them to do, just like the dolphins. And I laugh because a lot of people will say, whenever I say that, will say, well, they do mimic me. They just mimic all the bad stuff I do. True, they do mimic the bad stuff. I want to challenge you, though, and say they also mimic the good stuff. We tend to not focus on that, though. We often just assume that's the way it should be, and we don't point it out. We don't recognize it when they mimic the good stuff. We only really notice when they're acting out. And that's a whole nother part of the motivation that we'll talk about is how to encourage the good behavior. Because that brings an entirely enormous change very quickly than when we're constantly focusing and trying to fix the bad behavior. So think about this again. We are teaching our teens new skills. When they're babies and we're teaching them the word milk, what do we do? We repeat the word milk over and over again. Do you want some milk? Do you like milk? Are you drinking the milk? Here's some milk, yummy milk. And we're constantly repeating the word milk and we're patient. We don't expect them to know the word milk because we haven't taught it to them yet. We need to develop that same thinking when it comes to the new skills our teens are learning. They're learning how to think critically. They're learning how to regulate their big, big emotions. Their emotions are huge when they're teens. If we haven't taught them the skills to manage those correctly, then of course they're gonna act out. They're, they're figuring it out and that's our natural instinct, right? Fight or flight, they're going natural. <laughs> so we gotta teach them or socially appropriate ways, right? So thinking about, okay, this is like teaching them the word milk. I've got to be patient. I've got to repeat and show them by doing it myself over and over again. 
I've got to encourage them when they say, like when the baby says milk, what? How excited do we get? We praise the baby. We're like dancing. We record it. We post it. My baby said milk. Think about that when our kids on a, like one time actually regulate their emotions in a healthy way. Our kids did it, post it. No, maybe not. They'll be very embarrassed. Don't, don't post it. Please don't post it. But recognize it, encourage them, say, wow, you handled that really. That was amazing how you handled that. And then they're going to know, hey, that's the way I'm supposed to handle it. Now I get it. I can do that again. But if we don't, if we just tell them to stop it the way they are doing it, they're not going to know a different way. So I just want you to really think about teaching them new habits, teaching them new skills, and realizing that they don't already know those skills. So we need to be patient with them, not get angry with them when they don't do it correctly the first time. We need to help them learn how to do it. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.